BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On this show, I have talked at length about the importance of eating enough protein, but sometimes eating protein throughout the day can be a challenge. However, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts and is the perfect addition to your day. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein nuts out there. But that's not all. Pistachios are also known for their fiber and better for you unsaturated fats, which we all need in our diet. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on your summer adventures. So whether you're dropping off the kids or running between meetings, fuel up with a healthy and tasty snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome back to Balanced Black Girl Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Les. I am your host. And this podcast is all about conversations that help us feel healthy, happy, thriving. And every month we have a central theme that we focus on each week from a different angle. This month's theme, it's getting close to summer. We're keeping it kind of cute for the summertime. We're lightening up a little bit. And our theme is Black women doing cool shit. So I'm sitting down with some of my favorite Black women content creators to talk more about who they are, how they create, what they're up to. And I'm very excited to be joined by a special guest today, Miss Sequoia Holmes, who is a writer, creator, host of the Black People Love Paramore podcast. I'm also lucky enough to call her a friend. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Les. I'm so excited to have you. I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a really long time. I'm so happy. Obviously, I've been listening to your podcast before we were friends even. And so I've always wanted to be on the podcast. I'm so excited to finally be here. It's time. We're here. (laughs) The podcast is also like kind of how we met. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I DM'd less to try to be friends. I shot my shot. And that worked out. Worked. That's how we got here. I listened to the podcast. Obviously, I was a fan. I was like, oh, yeah, let me let me see what she's about. Honestly, I feel like most of my friends now come from social media. Mm-hmm. Like I use social media like a dating app mm-hmm. for making friends. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. They always say it's a dating app. I'm like, Bumble BFF, watch your back a little bit. Right. <laughs> I've had, I I tried to use Bumble BFF Same. a couple of times and I never was able to like actually solidify plans with people. Same. It doesn't go anywhere. Same. It's like, oh, we should meet up at a bar. And it's like, yeah. And then it never happens. When do we do it? Yeah. Like, when is that? <laughs> Instagram DMs. I make legitimate friends it's there. Legitimately. Very much that. Yeah. 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 
Well, I'm super excited to have you here today to talk about a bunch of different things. Yeah. But also, I want to make sure that our listeners know about Black People Love Paramore, yeah. which is your amazing podcast. And I think that the podcast really captures something that I really love about you is that you like what you like and you are very unapologetic about it. Yes. Yeah. Some might say to a fault. <laughs> Some might say, close your mouth a little bit. We don't need to know all of your thoughts and opinions on everything. But that's why I have a podcast. I have a podcast called Black People Love Paramore, as Les just introed. And it's about the different niches, ideas, topics that Black people really like, that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people, but that we know that we like. Mm -hmm. Paramore, other topics have been astrology, Tony Hawk, anime, Ariana Grande, Etc. Etc. Ginger ale. That one always makes people laugh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And I think what I appreciate about it is with some of those things, I think there's probably a lot of people who like them quietly. Yes. They may think like, oh, I like this, but I can't talk about it. Yeah. Oh, this is like white people shit. Certainly. And like the reason I chose Black People Love Paramore as the title, because I went back and forth between just calling it Black People Love mm -hmm. yeah. versus Black People Love Paramore. Paramore was kind of the rallying cry mm -hmm. when we all realized that we did like this quote yes. unquote white thing. Mm -hmm. Paramore's black. But, you know, <laughs> it was like... The thing that we all kind of came out to regarding that type of interest. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's a lot of things that right. that we all or many of us really enjoy. Exactly. So let's talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. And have you always been so freely open with the things you like? Like Little Sequoia in middle school who liked Paramore when they first came out. Were you just as open about it as you are now? Yeah, I've always been this open about it. I think that <laughs> really is that? like a Gemini thing. Yeah. It was, I think at the time. I thought it was fine. But now in retrospect, I realized there was like a tiny bit of trauma there. Mm. My, I had a teacher. I remember specifically a white teacher. I was on the bus on the way to the basketball game. I used to play basketball, y'all. I was not as short in middle school as I am now. I wasn't considered <laughs> as short. And we were on the way to a little basketball game with the team. And I was singing a My Chemical Romance song. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you're so white. Like, you're not even black. And I was like... Hmm, that felt a little shameful, right. but it did not prevent me from singing my little song and continue doing what I was doing. But I definitely yeah, noted it. Still, it stings, yeah. especially it, coming from an adult bit. when you're yeah. a kid. So much stuff came from adults. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, and I the stuff even... that comes from adults, it kind of stings a little bit more just because you trust adults as an authority figure. 100%. Sometimes when other kids say stuff, at least to me, I was like, okay, and who are you? Who I, are I didn't you? care what right. other kids said. Don't care. But if an adult said it, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, you? You're yeah. my coach and my teacher. I right. thought we were here. I right. thought we were homies. I thought you understood me. But no, no, he didn't understand me. He thought I was white. Wash. <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever the hell that means. I know he didn't think I was white. So <laughs> I had to specify. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? He's probably listening to the podcast now. So, you know. Hey, I don't want to shout you out by name. Yeah. I don't want to embarrass you, <laughs> you know for who real, you are. <laughs> but you know who you are. <laughs> Look where he got you. Look it. Right. And I think, too, what I appreciate about the conversations you have is it makes people feel less alone. Like maybe they did have that experience in middle school where they yeah. liked something that was a little bit different and someone said something. They're like, ooh, okay. Yeah. I'll keep this to myself or maybe right. I'll pretend I don't like it. And listening to a show like yours, conversations like that, they can be like, oh, okay, actually other people do like this and it's okay for me to ease up about it. I hope so. The tagline of the show is to help black people feel seen, seen spelled S-C-E-N-E, -E, but you know, mm -hmm. seen. So I hope that it really is helping black people feel seen and yeah. that people who have had a similar experience to me can feel at home right. when they listen to my show. For sure. Yeah. And you've had a bunch of different topics. You talked about a couple of them, like Black people love Tony Hawk, Black people love Ariana Grande, Princess Diana. Princess Diana. Have there been any topics or things that you found that have surprised you? 
I did an episode on house music mm. at the request of my co-host at the time. I no longer have a set co-host like that, mm-hmm. but I did. And he suggested that I do a house music episode. Mm-hmm. And it just hadn't crossed my mind yeah. that because I guess because I'm not particularly interested in house music like that, mm-hmm. that that is a genre that is very black, in yes. fact, and mm-hmm. started by black people. So as I was researching for it, I was like, Oh, (laughs) this is like very black, which again, just speaks to black people not being a monolith. Right. As we know. But I want us to feel seen like the podcast tagline is. Right. I want us to feel seen. And I didn't want to have to wait any longer for mainstream media to see us. Yeah. So I was like, I'll do it. But that one surprised me. House music definitely surprised me a little bit. (laughs) And I think that's such a good example of us creating so many things and starting so many things. And then it gets co-opted to the point where just a generation or two later, we don't even realize that it was our thing to begin with. All Like all music, Mm -hmm. damn near. Every music genre. I'm like, you're saying I'm white for listening to a rock band. But I mean, who started rock music? Right. Who are the original rock bands? Right. Yeah. Right. So it's all black. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you're also a content queen. You the content resume is long between you creating content for yourself, your own podcast, Mm -hmm. creating content for other people Mm -hmm. and companies. I would love to know just how your kind of feelings towards content have evolved throughout your career creating different types of content. And what do you think is like good content? What content do you really mess with? Okay, these are really good questions. My content thoughts have evolved certainly in that I think the culture has evolved and you definitely have to be a lot more careful about what you are saying. Yeah. Whereas before, I think nuance might have been a little bit assumed. It's Mm -hmm. no longer that grace is no longer given. Mm -hmm. If you slip and say something that sounds a little bit off, people are not going to give you that benefit of the doubt anymore, which has definitely affected the way that I make content for myself and the way that I suggest other people make content for themselves, for the companies that I work for. Mm -hmm. Certainly. So there's that. And then I love vulnerable, honest content that offers people something like your show is definitely a great example of that. There's lots of open, honest, vulnerable conversations that take place here and people take away a lot from the show. Thank you. You know, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite type of content for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that with so much emphasis on video right now, it's changed a lot of mediums and how a lot of content is consumed. Top of mind for me would be even like the Beyonce tour Mm -hmm. that, you know, has just kicked off in Europe and hasn't come to the States yet. And we're seeing so much of it where I remember, I think the last Beyonce concert I went to was On the Run 2. Mm -hmm. On the Run 2 was after Formation. I went to both, right? Mm -hmm. But On the Run 2 was after. Yep. And I also think my tour stop at the time was towards the end of the tour, Same. but like I hadn't seen anything of Same. it. It was all a complete surprise yes. versus now we're seeing it from all angles months in advance because everything moves so much quicker. And that yeah. was only like four or five years ago. It wasn't I'm that long ago. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I had not realized we had yeah. gone from point A to point B so severely within so such a short amount of time. Yeah. Because that was like 2018, I mm-hmm. want to say. Yes. Yeah, that was 2018. Mm-hmm. That was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen a damn thing. No. From the tour when I saw it. And I was one of the last stops. And I am so 
upset that I'm not seeing Beyonce until September. And I've so seen long. all of the damn tour. I know. Already, the, the first two shows are what's out thus far. Yeah. And I have watched every single clip, even though I told myself I was not going to. I, know, I was like, there's no reason. I'm going to sit here for three months and avoid every yeah, spoiler. You it's you know? the whole For You page. It's the whole For You page on TikTok. I would have to delete the damn app. Right. And I like it. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> so I just came and I watched it and it's good. Yeah, so I'm excited to see it. I but I am sad that I'm seeing it, but I'm excited to see it. I know. And I wonder if she's thought about that, too, because I mean, I'm also sure that by the time it comes to the States, mm -hmm. you see it in, you know, September is going to change a lot. Definitely. So she probably factors in. A hundred percent. I just heard that the two Houston shows are being filmed mm. for a tour documentary that she's likely making. You know, she loves Amazing. a good tour documentary. Yes. So I imagine she will definitely do something different right. knowing that they will Which be filmed knowing mm -hmm. stateside will have seen all of the stuff yep. from the European leg of the tour yeah so I'm excited to see how she changes it certainly but yeah video has definitely changed the way content works yeah. overall and as a podcaster I'm not thrilled about it I I have can to say can we talk about it definitely please because <laughs> same I didn't sign up for this I didn't sign up to be I, I was gonna do YouTube content anyways yeah but I wanted to do YouTube content when I wanted to, not right. when I have to for my show now, you know? I have been batching episodes just because when this comes out, I'm going to be traveling. Yeah. And actually, I think when this comes out, I will have just seen Beyonce on the tour stop that I'm going to in Europe. This episode is going to come out like a couple days after. So I'm batching right now and mm -hmm. I'm recording a bunch of episodes in a short time. And I'm like, what do I wear? Okay, I have to record four episodes in two days. I need four different outfits. How yeah. do I? And I, I do kind of miss the old days where I was just like recording in my closet 100%. and it didn't matter. I am literally still recording my closet and people are looking at my clothes behind me <laughs> as I'm recording because I'm like, yeah, I know that it has to have video. So y'all just got to see the clothes behind me. I didn't clean the closet. I'm Sorry. I know. That's that. I know. Mm -hmm. The medium has changed a lot and it really, really I really think it was the pandemic that changed Certainly. podcasting yeah. a lot. And TikTok. I mm -hmm. think it's the pandemic combined with TikTok. Yeah. One and the same at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely changed the entire medium. Because people realize you really can go viral on TikTok mm -hmm. and you can convert that to something else. Yeah. I've done that with the podcast, so I know it works. Mm -hmm. But it's annoying that I have to make video content. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a different muscle. Mm-hmm. Definitely a much different muscle. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about that a little bit more, what you just said, because you have had some viral moments, mm -hmm. some that have been like good and helped you yeah. and helped the podcast in some ways. And then some where it's like, how did this go left? <sighs> what have your experiences going viral <sighs> been like? <sighs> the good times have been great. Mm -hmm. The good times, I'm like, oh, my God, look at this conversion. Yeah. Like... This is actually doing something for me. I'm going to make money off this virality. Like, this is cool. Yeah. The bad times have been so fucking frustrating for me mm -hmm. because I have felt purposefully misunderstood or like people had no interest in trying to understand me. Right. And as a very Mercury-ruled person, communication, mm -hmm. I am a Gemini sun and a Virgo moon. Those are both very mercurial. Being understood is so imperative. Mm -hmm. To me as a person, to my soul, yeah. it felt like an assault on my personhood. And I'm sure it feels like that for anybody who's been drug on the internet in any capacity. Yeah. But it felt just so wrong and so fucking annoying. Because yeah. I'm like, I know you guys don't think this is what I fucking meant. I right. know this is not what you actually think I meant. Right. You're looking for reasons to drag me. In retrospect, I do feel like I have misspoken on the internet before, mm -hmm. certainly. But I feel like if you're paying attention in good faith, then you'll take away something different than folks who took away something negative from the situation took away. 
And I think it has also changed the way I interact with people on the internet. Mm -hmm. Definitely a lot. Yeah. I'm willing to extend a lot more grace. I'm willing to be more patient to just be quiet. Mostly if I don't have anything good to say, Mm -hmm. which was not really my strong point before that. (laughs) (laughs) So at the end of the day. (laughs) I was never a troll. Never a troll at all. Hold up. But if you piss me off enough. Yeah. You might get a little a little tweet out of yeah. me or something, you know, but never a troll. I'm okay. never going to troll on people. Okay, good. But now I'm just like, who cares? Everybody's right. telling you that that you pissed them off. Right. You don't need me to also tell you that you pissed me off. Who yeah. the hell am I? Yeah. So that's where that's where I've I've landed. Yeah. Yeah. It made me a better person at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's ultimately net net good. Net positive, definitely net positive. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes too. When it comes to people going really hard on others on the internet, and, and there are some things where extreme cases where it's deserved. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, mm-hmm. I don't think it is. Most I agree. of the time, I think that it is just either not for you, something's taken out of context. And I think sometimes people will be coming from a space where they already have an idea of something, they're already upset about something, mm-hmm. and they're looking for messages that they can kind of twist to support yes. how they're already feeling or yes. what they're already thinking. And I think that's why so much gets taken out of context. 100%. And I think that's why podcasting for me feels a little bit safer Mm -hmm. because one, I'm in control of like what clips, you know, go up, which I always have been. So neither here nor there. But on top of that, it's less likely that people are going to listen to the entirety of an hour long podcast episode and find issue with some one specific thing said. Yeah. Because the context is there for the entirety of an hour long episode of something, you know? So I'm like, oh, feels like a safer medium, even if you are trying to make me into a YouTuber from it now <laughs> with video content. So I appreciate it. I think it's also given so much more room for social commentary. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I feel about it. Back in the day, I loved like VH1 social commentary. Ooh, me too. That was like my jam. When MTV I was younger, Roco. I wanted to be like a VH1 culture, Same. pop culture commentator. Same. Like that was what I wanted to be when I grew up because those shows were so well done. <laughs> they were. But now, sometimes I think there's commentary about things. That, do we need so much commentary? No. In so many different angles. We don't. We don't. And as a professional opinion giver, Mm -hmm. I like to call myself, (laughs) all opinions are not important, including mine, often. Mm -hmm. We can all stand to be a little bit more quiet sometimes, Mm -hmm. I say to myself. Yeah. And it's just that discernment of like, what can stay in the group chat? What can stay in my head? What can stay in my journal? And then what can go out into the world? Let me tell you something. The group chat can go a long way. (laughs) Get you a good group chat. Right. Go in there, talk your shit, have a good time. You don't like something? Invisible ink. You know what I mean? Invisible ink it out. (laughs) Invisible ink it out. Have a good time with the group chat. Everything does not have to be for public consumption 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm learning that a lot too because I've also been in situations where I take the vulnerable content a little too far. Mm, You think? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. I delete it usually before most people can see it because I'll post something. I'll be like, never mind. I'm being perceived. Let me take this. I'm being perceived. I don't want you to see me. Don't perceive me. Take it away. And I've also learned (laughs) there are probably other better spaces Mm. to talk some of those things through, especially initial like emotion mm-hmm. right when you're in the heat of it yes where i'm like i can use discernment to share this in better ways and then yeah. if i want to be vulnerable and share with my audience later after i process it a little yeah. bit and learn the lesson and yeah. can speak from a less activated place oh my god that's the whole thing that's that's actually probably what my barometer is mm-hmm. if i can speak to this without getting too emotional about it 
I can talk about it. Yeah. Or if I feel like I've processed it enough, I've worked through it, I cannot speak about something that I'm going through currently. Yeah. That's never going to work. Right. I'm going to fuck up and say something absolutely ridiculous, which is also why I kind of stopped focusing so much on trending content. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I haven't had enough time to sit with trending content most of the time. Yeah. To really discern what is and is not good to say, what's a hot take that's worth speaking and which one Mm -hmm. needs to sit in the drafts for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I even felt that way about like the tart situation, Mm -hmm. which is very fresh at the time that we're recording this. By the time this episode is out, it'll be kind of older news. Yeah. And I had a lot of people ask me to post, make a video, post what I think. And I'm like, you know, I've seen so many videos that share similar opinions to me. I don't need to add another one. I'm that, not I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said. 100% that if I can't find the angle that's different than the rest of what I'm seeing, I don't need to speak on it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if I have to look too hard to find the angle, I also don't really need to speak on it cuz yeah, I don't point. need to capitalize off of other folks drama all the time, you right. know? It's oh, fine. yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's also so many people, platforms, entities that really try to capitalize off of black women reacting to things. Yes. And I try not to feed into that. Certainly. And it's disgusting. I've had enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Whole media platforms, their whole business is to get us to react to stuff. And at the end of the day, Tart will likely make money off of this. Just mm-hmm. people now having brand recognition, name recognition, they're like, oh, Tart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard of that brand. Yeah. Let me see what they're about. Right. At the end of the day, they're going to make money off of it. And the black women involved right. are losing money off of it, taking hits Essentially from it, got blamed sure. and have taken more, more of the heat Absolutely. than the actual brand right. that is at the center of the issue. Right. While CEO lady curls her hair and smiles on TikTok. <laughs> the first time I saw – okay, so that whole saga, I feel like I just happened to have really good timing because Bria's initial video – I also saw it. I saw it like as soon as she posted also it and I was it. like one of the first people to Same. comment. I said oh. – I showed it to my boyfriend because I'm I'm watching her cry. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this feels really serious. So I right. showed it to my boyfriend who can give two shits about <laughs> this type of thing. He's like, she is, what Tart is. Okay, right. <laughs> He's like, oh, wow, that's sad. And I'm like, yeah, yeah no, it is. Right. And I'm like, I've been watching Bria for a long time. Like, she's already been saying that she's been having a hard time, right. you know? And yeah. so I was like, damn, I know that that really pushed her over the edge. That would also make me really upset mm-hmm. too. So I get it. Yeah. And then when I went back to look for it the next morning, I don't remember why I wanted to look for it again. Mm-hmm. It was gone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Tart must have said something about that. And right. then things started going very left. And I was like, oh. Right. And again, I saw so many takes on that mm-hmm. and so many people wanting to find a bad thing with Bria. Right. I'm like, no, you're not watching this in good faith. You're not watching this as like, this is a black girl who just experienced something that hurt her feelings. Right. Because she's a human being. We all hurt. Mm-hmm. And she reacted to her feelings being hurt. Yeah. As I would too, as anyone would. Would we not? So it's just the internet's annoying. It can be annoying. Yeah. It's just such an interesting place how people, it's interesting how people choose to express themselves in that moment. And then even the like, get ready with me apology, which was like not an apology. I sprained my ankle running to the comments and have (laughs) never been so disappointed in a comment section. I swear. I said because I knew I was I saw that video and I was like oh I know people are gonna give her the business and then I go through the comments and I'm like what 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 is this who are y'all who are all these heart hands all these pale heart hands in the comments okay but it wasn't your situation who are you I forgive you oh my god you're not invited to the next trip for saying that 
Like, this is embarrassing. This is very, very embarrassing behavior right now. Yeah. Very pygmy behavior right now. Please, enough. Friends, it's summertime. That means when it comes to your hydration, you have got to get on your Zoom and make sure your water and electrolyte intake are on point. Now, while I'm traveling and on the go all summer, the one thing that I will have with me at all times is a few packets of Element in my purse. Element is an incredible tasting electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. It contains a science-backed ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium, which our bodies need to stay hydrated, regulate our hormones, absorb nutrients, prevent muscle cramps, and fight fatigue, especially as the temperature heats up and we're moving around and sweating a little bit more. Now, when we sweat, whether it's from exercise or just being outside in the sun, we lose valuable electrolytes that our bodies need, and plain water just doesn't cut it. Element replenishes what we need without any junk ingredients that we don't need, like sugar or artificial colors. Plus, Element tastes so good. It's a little sweet, it's a little salty, and has zero grams of sugar. So if you don't like drinking plain water, adding some element to your water will make it taste so much better. And now that it's summer, their limited edition grapefruit salt is available and it is hands down my favorite flavor. Every summer I stock up because it's just that good. So make sure you check out the grapefruit salt while it's here. Element is offering you a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. So you can try all eight flavors to find your fave or share with friends when you're outside this summer. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash balanced less. And this deal is only available through my link. So that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash balanced less. Plus Element has incredible customer service offering refunds, no questions asked. So you have nothing to lose. So stay hydrated this summer. Something else that also stuck out to me about that whole situation that I haven't heard people talk about enough because we talked a lot about the race side of it, which is very important. There's also like the content creator following side of it where it's almost like this idea that people who have smaller followings should have a downgraded experience. Right. They shouldn't get the nice things that larger content creators Just don't creators fucking have. invite me. If you're going to treat me worse, right. leave me at home. Right. If you're going to make me feel bad about myself as a human being on this trip, right. leave me at home. When they're often doing the same work and as a smaller content creator, I can say smaller content creators often have to do more, more and post more yep. to get the same Level impressions and it has to be higher quality to catch yep. people's attention if yep. you have a smaller following. That aspect of it and seeing people in the comments being like, well, this person only has such and such followers and this people have this many followers, so they should have a better experience, but they're there to do the same job. We're doing, I'm on a work trip. Right. You know, if I found out my coworker had a better room than me on a work trip, like, like a, like a vastly better room, obviously not something just like, whatever. Right. I would be so mad about that. I'd be like, wait, what? Right. (laughs) My boss has what going on? Exactly. No. If you and your coworker do the same job and for factors outside of your control, they may have something that you don't have for things that are outside of your control. How many followers you have is not within your control. It's not. Right. And you find out that they're making significantly more money than you or getting significantly better opportunity than you and you do the same job. I'd be like, so why mad. is that OK? It's not. Yeah. It's literally not. And it's stuff that a lot of us experience in our regular jobs. But somehow with content creators, people just don't seem to see it. People think that shit is not a real job. That's yeah. why people think you're monetizing your life and that's it. 
and that you are literally getting paid to exist and that's it. And that's simply not the case. It's work. Yeah. Getting monetizing your life sounds simple, but is actually there's a lot to it. I was going to say even conflating monetization and your life Mm -hmm. is exhausting. It makes your life feel like work. It does. So you're never not. As working. someone, right, who who does not do this, but has worked with folks who do, yeah. I know it makes your life feel like work. It does. So. And I've also been on brand trips. I've traveled as part of collaborations. And I'll also say those things are not a vacation. People are like, oh, it's a free vacation. Mm. It may be a trip that you're not paying out of pocket for, mm-hmm. but you're absolutely working. Right. You're expected to create a certain number of deliverables per day. You're you're turning around content Jeez. in real time Jeez. often yeah. that it's – a great opportunity. I'm not going to, it's not brain surgery and I'm not acting like it's the <laughs> hardest job in the world, but it's not, you're not just chilling on a beach somewhere. hundred percent. And also if it wasn't difficult, then everybody could do it, you know? Yeah. If it was nothing, then you do it. <laughs> it's true. They were trying in Maureen's comments. Right. Get, Begging for <laughs> to go to trips to Miami. Trip. Like, <laughs> the girlies were begging for Miami trip. I think everybody involved learned a lot. I hope so. I really do hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, I don't think anybody is irredeemable. Mm-hmm. I want people to learn yeah. and to say that they learned yes. out loud. <laughs> Absolutely. And keep it pushing after that. Right. Right. And similar to what you said earlier, I too agree that being on the internet has made me just want to give more people grace. And Definitely. that's also part of why I didn't post anything because I'm like, I don't want to publicly vilify any one person, especially the black women involved. I just wasn't. For the company that has a long history of problematic behavior, absolutely. A decade. Yes. Like, are we joking? Right. Of the Black women involved, some of the behavior wasn't great, but I'm not going to go on any platform and, like, vilify them or make nasty comments about any of what happened with that part of it. I agree. And and did I have to sit on my hands to avoid commenting? Yes. But I did not want to make anything, like, you know— I just didn't. I'm like, no, no. And I didn't comment anything either. And I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. I left some comments. <laughs> Not That's bad ones. Good. I was just telling jokes. Right. I was no, telling yeah, jokes. No, I, believe, I may have left a comment, but I didn't say nothing bad. Yeah, yeah nothing I bad. But I was, yeah, I was just jokes. like, wow. Or thank you for sending up for Brie. I did say that to mm-hmm. people. I said thanks. I liked some comments. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> said, yes, yes. Upvote, upvote. Yeah, yes. I was definitely liking some comments. <laughs> Absolutely. But. But I also I didn't I wanted to be careful. I didn't want to get blocked by anybody because I wanted to see all sides. Oh, so got to tread lightly. So you don't get blocked. I never even thought about involved. this. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never considered because mm-hmm. I want to see it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I need to see eyes on everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I want to switch gears a little bit and just talk more about you so that the audience can get to know you if people are not familiar with you and your experiences. So in addition to Black People Love Paramore, you mm-hmm. also have a second podcast called Glass House, which is your podcast that is a bit more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's you sharing more about your personal experiences and lessons that you've learned. And you had a really, really wonderful episode about rejection being redirection. Oh. I would love to talk more about that because I think for a lot of us and actually in last week's episode, we talked about this too, especially for Black women, we tend to be very ambitious and very high achieving and we set these goals and we reach them. And sometimes when we don't, it can feel so devastating, Mm -hmm. especially when you are used to reaching certain goals. So can we talk a little bit more about those experiences and what they taught you? Certainly. So first of all, I have a podcast called Glass House, but I have not released a new episode since March because I realized it was very 
fucking ambitious to be like, oh, I'm going to have two podcasts. Yeah. No, no. Ambitious. I will relaunch a podcast soon. I have an idea for it. So I'm going to let it take form. Hopefully yeah. by the time this is out, it will have like a little something going on over there. Great. But go check it out. The episode that Les is referencing, Rejection is the Universe's Protection. I talk about a couple times where I have really forced something mm-hmm. that I had already been rejected from. And the outcome of me forcing it and getting it was bad. So the two examples I give are really wanting to attend the University of Southern California for undergrad, not getting in, Mm -hmm. and then deciding I was going to go to grad school at USC. I didn't want to go to grad school necessarily. Mm -hmm. I didn't want the degree that I was going to grad school for. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to go to USC because I didn't get the opportunity to for undergrad because I did not get accepted. I went. I absolutely hated it Mm -hmm. and took out an additional $20,000 in loans for one semester at USC. Mm -hmm. One semester at USC, $20,000. It's egregious to me, you know? Like, so that wasn't worth it. That was not a good time. I guess it was worth it in that it let me know, stop trying to force stuff that's not for you. Mm -hmm. But did I learn that lesson the first time? No. Because no, never do. No, it has to present again. It has to present again and and harsher, much harsher. Mm -hmm. So the second time I really want to work for this one specific company, I... Had been rejected from the company, I think. I think, yeah, I think I had been rejected from the company already. I had been rejected like early on from the company and then got into a real interview round, went through like three or four rounds of interviews with said company, got to the final round, was rejected, was devastated, cried for like a week. I'll never cry about getting rejected from a damn job again also, but was... Part of what you learned. Part of what I learned, right. And then the opportunity presented itself for me to work with that company later on. It was truly the most traumatic work experience I've ever had. I thought I was getting a stomach ulcer from the way that one of the one of my bosses was speaking to me. She was speaking to me in such a way that was... When I say disrespectful, it doesn't even do it justice the way that she was talking to me. She was talking to me like I was scum on the bottom of a shoe. And it was making me very uncomfortable. Multiple people were coming to me, slacking me directly, asking me if I was okay. Because they were watching the way that she was speaking to me in public Slack channels. Which was bothering me too because I'm like, so you're seeing it. Right. But nobody's confronting her. Nobody's saying like, maybe you should chill, you know. Exactly. Even her boss. Like nobody's saying... Maybe you should chill. Everybody's just letting it happen. Yeah. And then I found out, which I didn't mention on my podcast episode, that one of the girls who was slacking me directly had previously been in the role that I was currently in. Mm -hmm. And the reason that she had to move on is because she had gotten hives all over her body. She literally had a physical reaction to this woman, the way that she treats people. Horrible. And she said... Her doctor was like, you literally can't do this. Like you, this is actually causing you bodily harm. You can't do this. I went to go get checked for stomach ulcers for similar reason. And so I quit because I'm like, you're just not worth. It's not worth your health. This company, this lady, you're not worth my health and I'm not willing to continue putting myself through it. So I quit. And I think that is really what made me realize that I am not in control of anything. And often I'm being rejected for a reason. Yeah. Let control go or your perceived control, let it go. Yeah. If you're meant to have it, you'll have it. Yeah. And if not, something better is meant to happen. Or you're just being protected from something really bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's Definitely. it. Yeah. That's so true because I think we can often 
will things into happening. Yes. We can force, like brute force, brute sheer force. determination. Yeah. And I think we, especially as black women, because we do have so many obstacles for so many things, it might be hard to tell the difference sometimes. It because is. we do have a lot of adversity and things that we have to overcome to do a lot of things. 100%. And that can feel really similar to yep. when we are forcing and willing something to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Certainly that. Yeah. Yeah. So now you feel more comfortable. If something goes, let it go or let it come back on its own. Let it, let it be. <laughs> I hate to quote Drake. <laughs> but Drake said, never chase it, let it come to you. Mm-hmm. I'm on that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not chasing anything anymore. Yeah. If it's meant to be, it'll be. And if it's not, I don't want to make it. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. Who wants something that doesn't want them? I want right. what wants me. Exactly. And yeah. that can apply to everything. Jobs, opportunities, friendships, partners. There's no part of life that that doesn't apply to. I've also experienced friend situations where I knew up front something felt a little... It's like, I just don't really like them that much. But instead of just being by myself, I would have rather had anyone there Mm -hmm. as opposed to like being by myself. And that just didn't end well. (laughs) It's always, you always know. You always know. You always know a little bit. Don't force. Always. I've definitely had that situation with dating for Mm -hmm. sure, where it's like, maybe I like this person because I like things about them. Yep. But I actually don't like how they make me feel. Yep. This situation, I'm anxious, is triggering my anxious attachment. Yeah. And it's, I'm not feeling good in this. Yeah. Then that's a good sign to let it go. And I'm finally learning that lesson. Definitely feel you on that. Yeah. That's a hard one to learn. It's a very hard one to learn. Yeah. And just learning to let things go. And honestly, when, especially when I think about dating, if there's any advice that I would give my younger self when it comes to specifically like men that I've dated, mm-hmm. it would be to leave sooner and stay gone. And stay gone. <laughs> That's it. That's that really is give it. My younger self, leave sooner, stay gone. That stay gone piece. Because I would leave, but I wouldn't stay gone. That stay gone piece is real hard. That's the one. That's the harder part. It's like, yeah, I've had that experience too, where it's like, yes, I left. But was I leaving to prove a point? Because, you know, like... Was I leaving because I wanted you to come after me? Right. Very much that. Mm -hmm. And then be mad because you didn't come after me. Right. Right. Or you you did and you behaved for five minutes and then you went Went right right back back to to the same shit. Yeah. Very much that. More lessons. More lessons. More More life. More lessons. (laughs) More Drake. (laughs) Additional Drake. Yeah. More Drake. (laughs) I used to talk about Drake on this podcast quite a bit. But that was also back in like 2018. That was a different time. Yeah. Different. It was a different Different era. Now there's... Not as much to talk about. No, nah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd be on some. We've matured. Yeah. He's there. He'd be on some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kind of along the realm of like manifestation, letting things come to you, I would love to talk a bit more about astrology. Yeah. Because you're an astrology girly. I am. I think you're more of an astrology it. girly than I am. Because I like astrology when mm-hmm. I like what it has to say. And then if, if I don't like what it has to say, then I'm like, this isn't real. <laughs> get, get I don't believe it. it. Yeah, I don't even believe this. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> Remind us of your big three. So you mentioned that obviously you're a Gemini sun. I am a Gemini sun. Virgo moon. Capricorn rising. That is... A very interesting combo to have that earth. Lots of earth. Balancing out that air. Yeah. People tend to see the earth immediately. Mm -hmm. And then people never think that I'm a Gemini, which I get. I feel like I don't have the the normal musings of a Gemini. I think you do, but it's after you get to know you. It is definitely way after. Yeah. The immediate like chattiness, immediately friendly thing. I don't have that. I'm not friendly. I just don't immediately, I just don't know you, you know, like, well, that's my concern. That's like Capricorn, right? That's like Capricorn. So I'm just going to sit back for a little bit. And, you know, if you talk to me, I'll definitely talk to you, but I'm not a, I'm not an extrovert. 
Even though I feel like Gemini's generally skew that way a little bit. And I'm just not. I could see that. Yeah. I think when I think of Gemini, I mostly think of creativity. Mm-hmm. I think Geminis are just super creative. And that can go a lot of different ways. Yeah. But I think like creativity and Gemini goes hand in hand. Yeah. I could definitely see that. It took me a minute to be okay with calling myself creative because I felt like I needed to create a visual art in order to be creative, but I am very writery. Mm-hmm. And so I was always like, ah, I'm like more intellectual. And I'm like, sure, but you're that's creative, babe. Yeah, your writing creative. is creative, podcasting is creative, all those things. So I'm like, but you're not making, you know, a painting. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't have to paint to be creative. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I would love to talk a bit more about the introversion again, because Mm -hmm. I believe you also had written a piece that like got very widely. That was a good viral moment too. Yes. About (laughs) the challenges of being a black woman introvert, because Mm -hmm. people do often expect us to be these bubbly, big personalities. And sometimes if you're someone who's a little bit more reserved, you can kind of be perceived in a different way. And that can create a lot of challenges for us. A hundred percent. Yeah. I wrote an article a few years ago what year was that i think that was 2019 called black women aren't allowed to be introverted in the workplace Mm -hmm. and it was from firsthand experience um with my yearly review being told nothing about my actual performance but my personality being critiqued in that they needed me to speak more often in meetings and i was like i speak when i have something to say though right and they're like yeah we get that sense but like we just want you you know more happy hours, more more meeting fun, blah, blah. I'm like, <sighs> so you, you want to own more of my time than you already own? Right. No, I'm just not. And they told me that if I did not make that change, it was going to be a problem, which felt like a threat to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so, <laughs> yeah. It is a problem for Black women, certainly. Yeah. I think people have the expectation of us to be boisterous mm-hmm. all of the time and yeah. perform for them. Yes. And I'm simply not going to. Right. That's super relatable. I once had a manager who I think she just like really wanted to be my friend. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. We were kind of around the same age. This was like earlier in my career. She was like a very young manager and Mm -hmm. she was very young to have the job that she was doing. And she had all of these problems with me purely because I just wasn't like – super chummy with her. It was just very cordial. I was very much doing the things we needed to do. It was also like more of a remote situation. I was based in Seattle. She was based in St. Louis. So it was like all of our correspondence was in virtual meetings via email. And it was, I didn't fully understand what more she wanted. Right. And it was such an uncomfortable working relationship. Definitely understand that. I feel like I was so many white people's first black friend. And that is traumatizing. In college, yeah. Not, not in college for so me. I was definitely in elementary school, but yeah. it was traumatizing. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm like, and I didn't know I was being traumatized as a kid, you know? Yeah. She's like, oh, my hair is weird. Huh? Is it? I don't know. I don't know why yeah. I talk like that. I don't know why my nose is shaped like that. I don't know. You know? And she's like, you've just never seen a black person before. Please. Right. Move. Right. Thanks. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. It's okay to be curious, but not all of that needs to come out. You know, where's the home training? Where is it? A lot of people don't have it. Don't have it. And I, it, in addition to me beginning <laughs> to have those experiences in college, college was also when I realized a lot of people don't have home training. Yeah. And my mom used to 
irritate me so badly when I was younger because she took home training very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. And I also think for her, she was such a young mom that with me in particular, she felt like she wanted to do a good job. And she did. Mm -hmm. And she was on me Mm -hmm. like white on rice about everything (laughs) when I was a kid. And I was like, please, I'm eight. If I can't fix a toilet, like... Can we relax, please? But then I got a little bit older and I went off to college and I started having roommates. And then I was like, oh, y'all weren't taught nothing. Nothing. And it made me so grateful for all those times that my mom rode me like Seabiscuit over every little thing because I'm like a very highly functioning adult. (laughs) She really did. She was very. Sorry, that's really taking me out. (laughs) Very literal. She, everything. I was thinking about (laughs) a seahorse. That was me. That was me as a child because everything was going to be done correctly. Damn. But I have a lot of like life skills that I realized a lot of people my age, especially who I came up with in my teens and 20s, didn't get. So Certainly. Like, Thanks, mom. It was maybe the delivery could have been a little better, but also thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Uh, and kind of same. Kind of yeah. same. Yeah. I think being the first girl mm-hmm. is always like. That's it. A thing, yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a little tough. I am my mom's only child, generally, so she put a lot into me. Right, everything yeah. was on me. Yeah. Oh my god, my mom was like, "If I'm watching another kid do it, you can do it too." Mm-hmm. I remember in kindergarten, one of my friends started reading at like three or something, mm-hmm. or two maybe even, and my mom was like, "Oh, you're gonna read. <laughs> you're reading now." My neighbor started riding a bike with no training wheels when she was four. And she was a year younger than me. I was five. My mom was like, oh, you're going to ride that bike. The bike, the bike's happening. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom was definitely also very... What is your mom's sign? Is she an earth sign? No, she is a cancer. Oh. <laughs> She's a cancer. She's water all around. She's a oh. cancer. Because that sounds very... Earth. That sounds like a Capricorn mother. But you know what? My mom does have a Virgo stellium. Okay. But her big three are all in water. She's yeah. a Scorpio moon, Pisces rising, cancer sun. Okay. Very motherly, very nurturing. Yes. The most nurturing, so nurturing, but also my mom was strict. Yeah. She was not playing with me at all. Which I think is kids need structure. Yeah. They need. I really need a structure. Yeah. As exactly. a very earthy kid, earth sign kid, yeah. I, I I thrive in a schedule. Yeah. And structure. I know you also thrive in a, mm-hmm. in a schedule. Mm-hmm. Schedule girl, at least for sure. Yeah. Part of how I've been challenging myself more is releasing that a little bit mm-hmm. as like a purposeful way to get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And it's been... It's been hard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I definitely feel that. It's like a little bit harder for me these days to not get out of bed when my alarm goes off mm-hmm. and just go to the gym because I'm so used to doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would feel uncomfortable to just be like, no. <laughs> I know. it's, And that's the thing is like people ask, how do you do it? And I'm like, you just do. And then you just get used to it. Yeah. It just. Truly. You just do. And I wish that I had some magic a ritual that I could tell people to do, a magic spell to make everybody, you know, right. you, you just have to do it. And it's also okay if you don't. It's also okay if you don't. Yeah. Everybody doesn't work like that. Yeah. I've realized. I don't know how they'd be working, but, you know, <laughs> everybody doesn't work like that. That's Y'all got it. Y'all, y'all are adults. Y'all been on the planet as long as I have. You got it. I'm sure. This is what I have to do for me. Yes. But Les, what's your big three again? Can you remember? I'm me? a Leo sun, Taurus moon, Libra rising. Okay. 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 Yes. This That tracks for you so, so clearly. Really? It's just like. Because I feel like an astrological, I'm like, I see all of it and I see none of it. Really? Myself. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely see all three because 
Libra and Taurus are both Venus ruled, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Venusian, very pretty. That thing going. And then the Leo. Having a podcast is like such a Leo thing. And also a Libra thing. Like mm-hmm. both of those. Yeah. No, you're very chatty. <laughs> you're there. Yes. And you're very funny. I feel like I say this all the time. I'm like, Les, you are so funny in real life. Like <laughs> people don't know. You are so Because I don't really funny. share it as much. Right. Like, and I'm like, that's so Leo. I've never <laughs> met a Leo. I didn't like. I, I'm a Leo girly. Yeah, Thank you. So, because yeah. people don't. They don't. They don't get it. They hate. Yeah. If you don't have it, you just don't have it. <laughs> and I realize most of my girlfriends are Leos. Mm-hmm. I have so many Leo girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I love a Leo girly. Yeah. yeah. Just... And, and a Leo man. I like Leos in general. Yeah. See, Leo man? Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, oh. now that? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. No, Leo men are fine. I just wouldn't want to date one. <laughs> I was in a very long relationship with the Leo man. It was good for the most part. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. What is your Venus? Cancer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me and my mom had a lot of synergy. Me and my mom yes. are very close. We have a lot. Yeah. I do like a, I'll do like a synergy chart mm-hmm. sometimes. Me and my mom's chart. I'm the most compatible with my mom of anybody I've ever done yep. a chart with. And I am very grateful for that. That's such a blessing. I love that lady yeah. so much. My favorite yeah. person. I love that. <laughs> Similar. I also have a lot of synastry with my mom. Yeah. Having a Taurus moon mm-hmm. is usually an indication of like a good relationship with the mother and having a mother that's very nurturing. I love that. And then my mom and I have a lot of the same placements. We're both Virgo Mercury. So we communicate very similarly. I love so that. It makes communication very easy. Yeah. Libra Venus. Yeah. She's also a Libra sun. So with my rising, it's like... Very compatible. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think my mom is a Gemini Mercury. Mm-hmm. So, and a Gemini Venus. Mm-hmm. And I am a Cancer sure Venus and a Cancer oh, Mercury. Yeah. So, we have a lot Those of... like puzzle pieces. Yeah, we have a lot of synergy like going on. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Following along with the astrology, I would love to get into Saturn Return for just a moment. Oh, yeah. Because it's... It's happening. I mean, it's always happening depending on the sign, right. but it's happening for you. It's happening to Quick me. Quick recap for the girlies who may not be familiar with Saturn return. Everybody has a Saturn placement in their chart. Saturn is a planet that rules over kind of discipline, work, a sense of responsibility. And the sign that your Saturn placement is in goes back to the same sign as when you were born every like 28 to 30 years. And it can feel like a really just turbulent time. For a lot of people, that's why they're like, my late 20s are a mess. What's going on? That can be like the quarter life crisis. And so Saturn is currently in Pisces. Mm -hmm. You are a Saturn in Pisces, girly. But what's so interesting is that Saturn is this planet that's all about rules and structure. But Pisces is like loosey-goosey and flow and watery. And so that just seems like such an interesting placement. It is. It definitely is. And I would just like to say, I've only been in my Saturn return for, what, like three months now? Yeah. It started in March? Yeah, Yeah. started in March. Mm -hmm. And I am having a much better time than I was having pre-Saturn return. Before Saturn return, Saturn... In like 2019 and 2020, Saturn was in my first house. This is getting very like specific yeah, for the girlies. Saturn it was in Capricorn. Capricorn and I'm a Capricorn rising. It was in my first house on top of my ascendant. And so was Pluto. And Pluto has just exited my first house into mm-hmm. my second house off of my ascendant for the first time. I was going through it. All this to say I was really having a hard time in that time. That's the time that essentially taught me that I don't have control of things and to relinquish it or else I will lose my entire mind. Yeah. So now that I have learned that lesson and Saturn is like all about lessons. Yeah. 
and karma mm-hmm. and that type of stuff, I feel like my Saturn return, I'm only three months in. By the time we listen to this, I could be like, oh, no, it actually hit me and I'm I'm doing something <laughs> crazy now. You will be just fine. You know, but it feels good. Good. The energy feels better than yeah. it has before in like a long time. Yeah. I feel good. I feel like I'll get through this. I'll be fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You will be. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be good. Hopefully it'll deliver good results. You know? I mean, that's truly what Saturn, the Saturn return is. Yeah. Like it's turbulent while you're in it, but you usually come out of the other side mm-hmm. just having the transformation that you need to have. Yeah. And even like my Saturn return was really hard while I was in it, but also so much good came out of it. I started this podcast in my Saturn return. I yeah. moved to LA during my Saturn return. Yeah. So I was going through it for a lot of that time. Yeah. But I also planted a lot of seeds that were really great that got right. to bloom after I finished. So it's kind of a mixture. And I'm just really looking forward to my 30s. Yes. Like 20s is a mess. 20s, at least for me, it was a mess <laughs> of a decade. It's so. always a mess of a decade. Yeah. I'm looking forward to just having a little bit more stability. Yeah. A little bit more grounded. Mm-hmm. A little bit more sure of myself. I feel like you already are so much of that, though. I second like, guess myself when I say sure of myself. And I'm like, you've always been pretty sure of yourself, <laughs> TBH. Which is a great just thing. More, uh, yeah. I don't know, more... Less easily shaken, Mm -hmm. I guess, is the thing. Because I have always been very easily shaken, like, (laughs) little inconveniences. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And I've always been a quitter. I was just talking to my boyfriend about this. I have always been a quitter. Mm -hmm. And so I'm happy. Just quitting every damn thing. Mm -hmm. I did every sport imaginable. I did gymnastics, tap dance, piano, violin, just everything. Yeah. And it was just like, quit, quit, quit. I think this podcast is the longest thing I've held on to. Yeah. And I understand why people hold on to things. Because mm-hmm. you can't say anything grow if you don't hold on to it. That's true. Yeah. And I think as you were describing that, that almost to me sounds less like being a quitter and more like wanting to try things. Like that yeah. sounds very much like a Gemini wanting to just try yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I definitely have that for sure. The, yeah. the pure Gemini. I want to do that and that and that and that. Yeah. What's your human design? Do you know your human design? Ooh, it's a manifesting generator. I know yours is too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that sounds MG. Yeah, yeah. Very manifesting generator. Yeah. So it means that you get lit up by a lot of different things and you need to follow what lights you up. So Mm -hmm. it's natural that you want to quit something if it's not lighting you up anymore because you want to find the next thing that will. Which is why having a nine to five has not been super easy for me. I'm like, I want to stop doing this now. Same. I thought (laughs) I wanted to have this little job and I would love... To be able to sustain with this level, the same level of comfort. Let me be clear with my speech. This same level of comfort. Yes. Without this thing that requires so much of me. Felt. Yeah. 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 But then it's also hard when you do have those Capricorn placements because then they're like, wait a minute. It'd be like the stability girl. You have to suck it up. I know. Shut up, MG. Shut up, Gemini. (laughs) Virgo and Capricorn be like, no, don't care. You gonna gonna get through it. You gonna be okay. Right. (laughs) Say, I have a capsellium and we have this conversation. Oh, yeah. I also have a capsellium, yes. Every day. I have a capsellium and a Scorpio cellium. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense, though, because you definitely do have – you have some water tendencies and it makes sense that it's Scorpio Mm -hmm. as opposed to another water water sign. Mm -hmm. Most of my chart is water. That – okay. Yeah. This is tracking. Only one air, just Gemini sun. Yeah. This is tracking. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I love a good astrology chat, especially because you know you know more about astrology than I do. So it's fun to talk to you about astrology because you know what it all. I'm an astrologer for real. Yes, I'm deep in here, y'all. Don't 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 ask me too many questions. I'll ramble for hours <laughs> about it. But it's fun. It's yeah, fun. It is very fun. Yes. Yeah. 
So before we wrap up, I would love to just do some rapid fire favorites just to see Ooh. what are you what are you liking these days? What are you into? So I love this. First thing, what is your favorite wellness trend, habit, or practice? Ooh, Olipop. I know that's bad to say. That's not even a, that's not even wellness trend. It is a trend. <laughs> it is. It's so good. You got me onto Olipop. It's less. The uh, what is it? The strawberry vanilla the strawberry, flavor? Yes. You can't that, go wrong one, with that one. Oh my God. Les just made the coolest little smoothie situation <laughs> oh, on her sword. The root beer flow. Yes. I'm going to Whole Foods to go get that today. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's the snack that I it was That's so a little good. treat. Yeah, it, it looked good. I knew. Nightcap, little treat. I knew. Put a little vanilla protein yes. powder in there. Yes. Yeah. I posted it on TikTok. Okay. I want to see it. It's on my TikTok. Yeah, go look at that. Because mm-hmm, that was good. Yes. Love it. We love, we stand, we stand the Olipop. Yeah. Olipop. Poppy's good. Honestly, any probiotic, prebiotic mm-hmm. soda, it's all good. Very much that. Yes. Uh, favorite beauty product right now could be skincare, hair, makeup. Honest Beauties. Mascara mm. has been really good for me lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Honest Beauty has done anything that people hate. Yeah. <laughs> but they stay low in the cut yeah. but are like consistent. They have like a yeah, that mascara has been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite place to shop. Ooh, Abercrombie. Yes. Abercrombie has been very good lately. I also got a newly subscription. Mm-hmm. Also, thanks left. Les, let me tell you something. Having influencer friends <laughs> is so much different than following influencers, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you guys are like really influential for real. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, everything that Les suggests, I'm doing it. So it's because when I like things, I just get excited to talk about. Them. Yeah, she'd be talking about it in real life. So I'm like, oh no, that's no. I brought Olipop. She'd be talking about house. it in real life, I'm really, like, for okay, real. So I was like, no, Olipop, <laughs> newly, I have both, they're both great. Abercrombie and Newly keep me keep me right. Yes, we love it. But music that you're listening to? Ooh, what have I been listening to lately? What did I listen to on the way here? Damn, why am I spacing on this like that? Oh, I just listened to the new Jonas Brothers album today. How is that? It was all right. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It was very Harry Styles esque, mm. which I thought was uh, an, a natural and interesting transition for them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this feels like what y'all always really wanted to do. Right. And then Harry Styles did it. Right. And y'all like, okay, we can go, we can go, we can yeah. go. Yeah, go. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was never super into the Jonas Brothers. I think that I was just like a little bit too old. Once they kind of came on Disney, Camp Rock, I just aged out of Disney yeah, at yeah, that point. Yeah. Because I was more of like the even Stevens, Lizzie McGuire gender, the generation right before. Right before. And I just gotten a little bit yeah. too old. So I never got into them. Yeah. But they're all over the For You page right now promoting this album. And they're really funny. Like they're, they're entertaining. So funny. Yeah. And I, I know you say you, you didn't really listen to Jonas Brothers like that. I was always a Nick girly. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Absolutely. I'm not tripping. Okay. Because I swear no. to God, Joe Hive eats me up. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, it's always been Joe. And I'm like, Maybe it's Joe now, but are y'all joking? Nick right. was that man he was. back in the day, okay? Right. When he did Jealous with the choir, I was like, wait a minute. I have brought this up to friends. <laughs> Jewel, if you're listening to this right now, you're wrong. Jealous with the choir means a lot, okay? Yes. You see, Lush just brought it up too. It's yes. not just me, okay? And other, I even messed with the Jonas people. Brothers. And when he did Jealous with the choir, she I was like, like oh, Jonas wait. Brothers, okay? Yeah. You've got my attention. I'll tell you, right? I'm like, oh, no. They're doing it. Yeah. They're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like Justin Timberlake, but without the problematic I know. foolishness. Maturing is realizing that Justin was the problem. He was the problem. He was the problem in NSYNC. He was the problem with Britney. He was the problem with Janet. Always the problem. Just in the way. Move. Messy. Justin, move. Messy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's very messy. <laughs> A messy boy with ramen hair. I know. Maturing is realizing it was always JC. 
Always I, I fell for the Justin propaganda as a child, but it was always JC. JC deserved better. We didn't give him what he, he deserves. Right. That voice, yeah. he just... The voice is giving. Choreography was giving. Yeah. JC was doing what he needed to do. He was carrying. Listen. And quietly. He wasn't even trying to... Right. He's he wasn't a quiet dude. To he just wants Beyonce. to make just was. No, he just naturally went harder. Right. And like, was that guy. Yep. Yeah, I mean, when No Strings Attached is at the top of my Spotify rap this year, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nobody. Not- <laughs> when it's gonna be me is my top play song this year. That I don't want to hear nothing. Digital not- get down for me, and I want to hear nothing about it. Nothing about it. Yeah. And when you see me on TikTok doing the choreography for "It's Gonna Be Me," yep. I don't want to hear nothing about it either because I'm learning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I was always more of like a bye 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 girl mm-hmm. with the choreo. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel no ways. I saw you doing the bye 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 choreo. I absolutely did. At podcast movement. Yep, yep. Absolutely. At karaoke. They were picking terrible karaoke songs. And I was like, <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> like bye 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 is gonna do it. Yep. And we're gonna do the choreo. We and cannot. other people were doing it too. Like uh-huh. you just know it. You just know the choreo. It's exactly. a good. Yeah, it's a good thing. Whoever right. their choreographer was at the time needed a I think raise. That was Darren's dance moves did bye bye bye. Darren's dance moves was eating. He was was just eating. Yeah. Yeah. A race. Real talk. Yeah. Last rapid fire. Mm. What are you looking forward to this summer? Mm, I'm looking for warmth. I'm looking forward yes. to, to it finally being warm in L.A. It was a harsh winter. I say this as, a, as an ever. L.A., you know, as an <laughs> L.A. native. It was in like the 50s all the time. It was in the 50s and the 60s in the daytime. 60s in the daytime is crazy for L.A. I'm sorry, it y'all. Is. Very unusual. It was cold. Yes. And, and, and rainy. Yeah. And it was cold for a long time. Yes. You know, we'll have like a couple cold little spouts. And then we'll have a random, you know, 80s day week of low 70s no nothing i felt seasonal depression in los angeles Mm -hmm. what is that Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. yeah Mm -mm. that's real Mm -mm. it triggered mine i was like am i back in seattle right that's what it's giving right so i'm looking forward to a little summer day party yes we went we went to our first little summer day party or pre-summer day party and it was great looking forward to more vibes yeah good vibes Mm -hmm. Amazing. Sequoia, thank you so much for being here. Please let our people know where they can find you and where they can keep in touch with you. You can find me across all social media platforms at Sequoia B. Holmes. You can also find my podcast at BPLP Pod. You can email my podcast at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for topics that you think I should cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Perfect. And we'll link all of that in the show notes to make it super easy for everybody to find you. Thank you. Yes. So thank you so much for tuning in to Balanced Black Girl this week. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a rating and review if you haven't. We love a five-star situation. So leave a leave a rating if you liked it if you didn't that's okay but maybe we don't need to know and then also make sure that you're subscribed on youtube because i'm now doing video episodes so make sure you're subscribed over on youtube and i will talk to you next week bye (laughs) 